It's time for JT the Brick. I can't tell you how emotionally upset I get when I talk to him knowing that that man should be in Canton, Ohio, and for whatever reason, the Hall of Fame can't get that right. The countdown to Canton is on. We were the best team. We deserve to be world champions. I'm proud of you. Tom Flores. I have tears in my eyes right now just thinking about it. Charles Woodson. You know, I, I went out there and I played my played my heart out each and every Sunday. As these Raiders are inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, we honor them on Raider Nation Radio. Just win, baby. <laughs> the countdown to Canton is on. Here's your host, JT the Brick. Thanks for coming back, JT, as we are live at the Inner Mountain Healthcare Performance Center right here in Vegas. Henderson, the Raiders' global headquarters here, broadcasting the show. Thrilled to be here. Paul Gutierrez joined us the first hour of the show. Former NFL player and great insider Solomon Wilcox coming up at the bottom of the hour as we're counting down to Canton with Coach Flores and Charles Woodson. And I'll be honored to be out there, excited to be out there starting Friday. I know Q is going to be out there. He's going to be hosting a show on the weekend. And it's going to be phenomenal. A lot of Raider fans coming out, hopefully seeing a sea of silver and black. Breaking news this hour, Tom Brady is going to attend Peyton Manning's Hall of Fame induction this weekend. And that's a big story because that was a great rivalry. That was the quarterback rivalry of Brady's career. Uh, Brady ended up going 11-6 and against Manning, who retired after the 2015 season. But three of Manning's wins, three of Peyton's wins, came in the AFC Championship game. The two met four times in title games. So Brady's better than Manning, no doubt about it. But when they met head-to-head in those title games... Three of four for Peyton Manning, but Brady went on to win seven Super Bowls. So five years after he retires, Brady will get his gold jacket, but we don't know when that's going to be. At 44 years old, we don't know how long he's going to play. So Brady will attend Manning's enshrinement ceremony, and Tom Flores speaks before Tom Brady, excuse me, Peyton Manning. And I would hope that Peyton Manning would stay there for Woodson, because Woodson goes seventh, and he comes on after Peyton Manning, and One of the biggest plays in NFL history, the tuck rule, came with Woodson and Brady, and it would be pretty cool if Brady was in the stands because I would bet you Charles is going to either mention it or maybe touch on that for a second because that could have been the biggest play, even even though Woodson won a Super Bowl and he had some iconic interceptions. If they didn't screw up the tuck rule, if they didn't screw that up and take that away, would you all agree that would have been the greatest individual highlight of Woodson's career? Imagine everybody that if the greatest individual highlight of your entire career was scrubbed away from a bad call from the refs, it didn't keep Charles out of the Hall of Fame, but I think that would have been his number one play all time, that he was most famous for, and more people remembered that one. So those gentlemen will go in on Sunday. I think it's a classy move by Brady, very classy by Brady to go. Uh, the Bucks have a day off. He's going to go up there on a private jet, get in and get out, but showing the support that he has for Manning. And their friendship and relationship, I think that is a great thing. A lot more to get to. We're looking for stories about Flores and Woodson. Uh, we're here for another hour and here for two hours tomorrow. Then I'm jumping on a plane Friday. So let's keep this going. And, you know, maybe Brady attending his Michigan College teammates Woodson's induction would also be a great look for TB12. I think that would be a good look, too. And one more quick thing that I'm going to get to before our callers are here is Philip Rivers is now reportedly in discussions to come back for the Colts. It's a slam dunk, he should. 
Philip Rivers is a future Hall of Famer. He's one of the most intense competitors I've ever seen. Great player. He took them deep into the playoffs last year. They almost beat Buffalo in Buffalo. Rivers is the answer. They don't have a quarterback that can do it. If they don't want to trade for Mariota or Gardner Minshew or Andy Dalton or Nick Foles, Philip Rivers is coaching high school football in Alabama. He's getting in shape, and he'll be the quarterback of Indy. He's very good. He's not injured. He knows the offense. He's going to the Hall of Fame. That's their best chance. So look for Rivers to be named the starting quarterback here wherever they work out the language. He doesn't have to rush to come back. He can come back anytime he wants. 702-365-9200. Here's James in Vegas starting off hour number two. Hello, James. Hey, how you doing, JT? This is my first time calling. Thank you, James. I listen all the time to you. You have a wonderful show. I'd like to congratulate Charles and Tom for their going into the Hall of Fame. And uh, I have been a Raider fan since the 70s with the Mad Bomber and uh, Warren Wells, Lippikoff, and all them cats coming up. And uh, it's truly grateful to be a Raider fan, and I'm glad that we have you here in Las Vegas on the Raider Nation uh, radio station. My friend, like my friend, you are you are old school. We got to do something with you. I got to hang out with you at the game as we do the pregame show from the torch. You got to come up and introduce yourself, man. You go back to Warren Wells, man. I got to hang out with you. Hey, I was in the 10th grade when uh, the Pro Bowl practiced at Manuals in USC in Los Angeles, and that's when I became a Raider fan. And from then on, my kids are Raider fans. So we all uh, black and gray. What, uh, what impact did Coach Flores have on your life? It sounds like he's right in your wheelhouse. Well, with Christensen and Marcus and Bo and all them cats playing for him, hey, man, and I, I got a chance to see those teams too because I lived in Los Angeles when they came down from uh, Oakland. Mm-hmm. And I've seen them play at the Coliseum uh, with Haynes and uh, yeah. Mr. Hayes and all them cats. I mean, I'm I'm true Raider fan, true and true. Sounds like it, man. Thanks for listening and appreciate you and keep calling in. We need to hear from guys like you, man. You're, uh, you're exactly what we're trying to do here is connect with the real Raider fans in Vegas to help tell the story of this franchise as they're going to play their first game ever in front of fans coming up. Uh, for Seattle, the pregame, but the real game, Monday Night Football. Got to win that game, my friend. Big game against Lamar Jackson. Got to start that game off hot. I've seen him play in, uh, in Oakland. Mm-hmm. I've seen him play in uh, Los Angeles where they won the championship. And now they go win here, one here in Las Vegas. Thank you. Appreciate the call. I think they'll win a Super Bowl here in Vegas. No doubt about it. It's just a question of when. It's just a question of when are they going to win. How are they going to do it? When is, is it going to happen in a couple of years, could it happen quickly and be a surprise? I mean, you look at all the things that could happen here. The Raiders built, rebuilt this team to win a Super Bowl. And a lot, of people don't, a lot of people don't like the direction or the speed that it's going in. I get the philosophy, and for those who don't agree with me on this, I don't care. I know because I've talked to Gruden about the philosophy of what he wanted to do. He wanted to tear down the team and build it in his liking with his players. He did. So getting rid of Khalil Mack, I wouldn't have gotten rid of Khalil Mack. I love Khalil Mack. But he went out and got the players that he wanted. A lot of people thought he would trade Carr. Most people thought he would because it's Gruden. He's not going to want something new. No. He's very patient with Carr. He's got Carr for four years in a row. And now he's trying to bring in a defensive coordinator after getting rid of one that he really cared about and had a good friendship with because there's a sense of urgency to win now. So if you at least understand Gruden's plan, you don't have to like it. 
You just have to understand the plan. That's what, you know, I'm not a very smart guy. But the one thing I know is when I see a plan or if I see something working and Gruden believes that the team's getting better every year. The problem is we live and die by the record. Just win, baby. And you should. You're as good as your record. But I think a lot of Raider fans realize that this team is better than their record and they have better players than most people are giving them credit for. But that goes out if they don't win games. So there are going to be a lot of games where they should win and they're going to be in the game late. And this time around, they got to win. You know, go back to Buffalo, the game against the Bills last year in Tampa Bay. I go back to two of those games because the Jet game they could have lost, they won. Atlanta, they didn't show up. The Charger game, first and goal at the four. Miami ripping Fitzpatrick's helmet off on a Hail Mary down the sideline. What a, what a nightmare that was. But against teams like Buffalo and Tampa Bay, I think two of the top four teams in all of football and Kansas City twice, they were right there toe-to-toe with all those teams. And they couldn't find ways to win because they were extremely flawed on defense. They're not extremely flawed on defense anymore. I'm not saying the defense is great. I've never told you the defense is great. But I'm telling you, at least right now, they could line guys up there that could make plays and do good things. Former Raiders did great things, not good things. We're just looking for this defense to do some good things. Ruben in Vegas. Thanks for holding. Ruben, go ahead. Hey, JT. Uh, like another thing, just send our congratulations all around to Coach Seawood and Violator this uh, Sunday yes. for us. Uh, as for this weekend, I'll be at the practice section uh, mm-hmm. one, uh, 113, row 33. Nice. We'll be out there. So, I mean, I'm just excited about that. But then the Hall of Fame, when does that start more or less? Because I know they have two classes, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday. So look for it all day. Friday is the gold coat. So when they get their gold coats, and you should really watch that, that goes into the gold coat dinner. That's the big deal with the emotion when they walk on stage with all of their peers, the Hall of Famers, and get their jacket. And that is on Friday night. You do not want to miss that. You don't want to miss that. That, to me, is the best part. And then Saturday and Sunday, all day, I forget exactly what time it it starts, and I'll get that to you tomorrow. But then you have the enshrinements, and there's many more going in on Saturday. And then on Sunday... There's only seven going in, and that's Flores going in two, and Woodson going in last at seven, so you don't want to miss Sunday. Yeah, definitely don't want to miss that, but I know we got the practice from 12 to 12, uh, 12.30 to 3.30. When does the uh, ceremony, do you know the exact time? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think it starts later than that and goes into the night for the cooling of the night. So we'll let you know. That should be pretty easy to follow. I'll get you that information before I get out of here or tomorrow. I'll make sure. Thank you, JT. Like I said, just send our regards, the whole Raider Nation out there at Canton. For, like I said, yep. it's just a great time to be a Raider here in Vegas. I'm excited. And uh, let's go Raiders, baby. Have right. Thank you for the call. You know, I got a call. I got, you know, I'm pinching myself with this event this week, and I really am. I'm, I'm humbled, honored to be a part of this to help out uh, Mrs. Flores and Tom. I'm going to MC their party Sunday night inside the Hall of Fame. And last night I, in, I MC'd the dinner last night at the Torch inside the stadium, which was cool as hell. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. But I talked to Fred Bolitnikoff today before he got on a plane. He's going out there today, and he's going to get there for the Gold Coat ceremony. And then my wife and Fred's wife are going out to dinner on Friday night at Fred's favorite restaurant where he holds court. So that's going to be good. I'm definitely going to throw a few back with Fred Bolitnikoff. You better believe that. Because I, I know how to live in the moment, and I'm living in that moment. It's going to be great. As long as the airlines can get us there. 
Every time I turn on the local and the evening news, the airline delays and the issues, I'm knocking wood, knock on wood if you're with me. Let's just get the plane up in the air and down on time. Everybody who's talking about traveling lately with these, the whole bunch of guys got caught, NFL guys got caught in Dallas for 24 hours. Just crazy out there if you can get a reliable airline. 702-365-9200. Black Hole, Cisco is joining us, man. How you been, my friend? Good to have you. Always a pleasure to speak to you, JT. How you doing, my man? Couldn't be better. Good to talk to you, man. We need to get together soon. Drink some Modelos, throw back some Coronas, and have a good time. Give my best to everybody out there, the heart heart and soul of the black hole in Vegas. You got it. You got it. Speaking my language, matter of fact. But, uh, yeah, hey, man, I'm with you. I'm excited to get to Canton. And, uh, yeah, you hit it, man. Uh, That's the only thing that's on my mind is whether that plane's going to take off or not. So you're going to Canton, obviously, for the Raiders, but Violator, who you're great friends with, and I know you're part of that contingency. You've got to be really happy that our good friend, yours much better than mine, you know him better. What a journey that's been for Violator, who we talked to yesterday on the radio. Oh, man, JT. That, I mean, you've had him on your show. He's done plenty of other podcasts and stuff, man. Just the excitement. and When, the, when you even bring it up, just looking at him, man, I, I can't be more happy for Wayne, a.k.a. the Violator, you know, being such a ambassador of the Raider Nation and, and what he's done, you know, along with Gorilla and Senor, uh, keeping up the Black Hole brand and, and what they represent and who they are as individuals, man. You got, I can't, you cannot like these guys. You cannot. They, they, are the, they are the three amigos, and Violator is where he needs to be in the fans' Hall of Fame. And, uh, yeah, I just can't wait to get there, man. Um, it's going to be excitement. It's going to be an epic weekend, and uh, I hope to meet up with you. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. You, you when are you getting in? into that back door at Bolitnikov's. When, when are you getting in? What time are you getting in? Uh, Saturday morning, actually. Saturday morning. All right. I'll hold off my bucket of Modellos until you get into town, <laughs> and we'll find a way to meet at one of these yes. hotel bars. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll definitely connect. You got it, buddy. Black Hole Cisco, thank you. Well, it's good to hear fans going out, supporting their friends. That's what it's all about. I have no idea how overwhelming this crowd's going to be and how many people are going to be there. Peyton Manning alone. I, I always want to know who's going to break the record of Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly brought half of Western New York with him, and that was an important moment in Hall of Fame history, the crowd that Jim Kelly brought, and Dan Marino. Some people say it was Dan Marino who had the largest crowd. And I think that the one guy, obviously Tom Brady could break it because he'll be the greatest player of all time, but This is going to be really fascinating because Peyton Manning is going to pull people in from Tennessee, where he was a legendary volunteer. Then he has the Indy contingency and the Denver contingency. Played in two Super Bowls for Denver, winning one. So he's got all of that. Plus, he's a media darling. Tom Brady's coming in to support him. And then Woodson, as I talked about with Paul Gutierrez, Woodson's going to draw from the big house in Michigan, where Michigan fans could drive to Canton easily. And then Woodson can pull from Green Bay and the Raider Nation who's going to be there already for Flores. So there's going to be some large crowds. And how about them Cowboys? Jimmy Johnson's getting in. Jimmy Johnson has a lot of fans. And he'll have all the executives from Fox there and everybody he does the Fox Sunday show with. I know Howie Long's going out there with Marcus. Howie's on the, on the same show as Jimmy Johnson. Howie will be at Tom Flores' event. There's a lot of big names coming in there. It's going to be a lot of fun. So last night was Mark Davis's dinner at the Torch inside the stadium for the alumni. 
So 140 alumni showed up with guests. Everybody could bring a guest. All expenses paid by the Raiders. Again, who does this? Nobody. And I mean nobody, nobody. Nobody does this. The Raiders do. So they put them all up at the M Resort, the official hotel of the Silver and Black. Uh, Brought them out, gave them a tour of the facility. Uh, The alumni went to practice. And then they had an opportunity to go to the stadium. And they went on the tour of the stadium. And when I got there uh, last night around 5 o'clock, there were four buses out front. And individuals were taking the tour. And when they came off the tour, I was able to pull a couple of guys aside who just said to me, I don't believe what I just saw. And they took one down to the field, the locker room, broadcast booth, Mark Davis's box, everything you do on a tour. And you could see some of these guys who played in the 60s and 70s who their blood, sweat, and tears helped build the brand of the Raiders just look around as they're eating a great meal, having drinks, and looking out behind them through the window at the Strip. It was a gorgeous setting. And Mark Davis gave an amazing speech, like he always does. And it's all about the alumni. It's never about him and what the alumni mean to him. And that was very touching. And then the rest was just a party and just going around. Everybody from Stuart Schweigert to Leo Araguz to Josh Taves to everybody from every different era who I talked to last night all had good stories. Frank Hawkins, Lester Hayes, Jim Otto. And Steve Berline, <clears throat> excuse me, was fantastic to talk to him. Steve was great, loves the Raiders, and everybody is very appreciative. Because one of the things about the alumni is their health and wellness, which the Raiders take very seriously. And that's really what this thing is all about. And as you know, we're at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. So what Mark Davis and Shannon Jordan and this whole department cares about is making sure these alumni have a long life when it comes to their injuries, their health, and if they need anything under their pension or what the Raiders can do to help, that's what this is all about. It's also about throwing back some drinks and eating good food and seeing practice. But, you know, when you're around an older football player and you see some of these gentlemen over the decades and you can see them slowing down, and now when I met them 20 years ago, now they're walking with canes and they're walking slow It's because of what they did to entertain all of us and how badly their bodies were beat up playing a sport that we love. And I've never taken that for granted. And I get a chance to see that when I go back to the Hall of Fame, the wear and tear on these football players. And I don't believe the NFL has done a good enough job with the alumni. I don't think that the commissioners in the past, I always said, just write a check, just cut one check because they have billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. You know, 10 years ago, they could have wrote a check for a billion dollars. Now it might be $2 billion. I don't know what the number is. Take care of all the former players. Take care of their health. Because they didn't make any money. They didn't make any money. I mean, nothing compared to it. And their pensions are so small, and they have so many big health issues that you have to take care of these people if you're putting the NFL on television And now you're selling streaming rights to Amazon and you're selling streaming rights to Twitch and all of these companies. Well, the players who played back in the day were Jim Otto's age. They weren't around for Amazon and Twitch and DirecTV and all that, but they built the game. They built the game. So they need to be taken care of so they can have a quality of life, not to make millions, just to give them a quality of life. And you get a chance to see that when you're around the Raiders all the time. Because the Raiders got a lot of guys who played long period of time in the biggest games, beat themselves up pretty badly, 
And now they're limping around. And fortunately, they have an organization like this. And you'll find all of Mark Davis's critics and whoever they are, they'll never, ever, ever open their mouth and criticize Mark Davis about the way he treats his players or alumni. Not one. Because everybody knows that that's the core of the Davis family and what they do. And I got a chance to see that last night. Funny story, at the end of the night, I ran into Rod Martin, who had three interceptions in the Super Bowl. And the event ended and ended a little bit early, like 7.30. And the sun was setting on the Vegas Strip. And I had to make the announcements of everybody to get to the bus. Hey, man, the bus is leaving. Please make your way down the escalators to the bus. And I pulled Rod aside and I said, hey, Rod, why don't we stay back here, man? We got an open bar, the whole stadium to ourselves. No one will know we're missing. And he laughed and he thought I was serious. He goes, really, man? I go, yeah, we could just stay here, let everybody leave. We'll just tip one bartender and we'll just hang out here all night and look out at the strip. Of course we didn't. But he was laughing, having fun, and just Rod Martin walking and talking to everybody. And you remember what a great career he had and what an ultimate Raider he is. So it was a lot of fun. Those guys were welcomed and they were entertained at the M Resort. And now they're heading out. Some of them are heading to Canton for Woodson and Flores. Others are heading home. And a lot of them will be back for a select game or two or three whenever they can try to get to a game out here in Vegas. But to a man and a woman, everybody I talk to, they understand why Vegas is here in that stadium. It better work. It's got to work. Do you get it? The thing's big. It's fast. It's gorgeous. It's expensive. Tickets are expensive. Fans are coming. You can't get a bleeping ticket to get into place. They got to win games. And from everything I've seen so far early, very early in practice, they're really focused and they look good. Hopefully no one gets dinged this weekend. You're going to see some players getting maintenance days and days off. That's a good thing. And then the next big thing is going to be that practice when they go a couple of days up with the Rams and Aaron Donald and Matthew Stafford and Jalen Ramsey. And there's going to be real tackling, real hitting, pushing, shoving, language. And that's going to be the test for the Raiders. Because as John Gruden says, that will lead him to believe what he has with this team. How physical are they? How good are they? And that'll be the test when he has the workouts going up against Sean McVay and the Rams right around the corner. 702-365-9200 if you want to get through. That was brought to you by Modelo. Cisco called in. And I got my Modelo live read, but I don't need to read it because, you know, I have a bucket of Modelos. I reward myself every weekend. The official cerveza of the Las Vegas Raiders, Modelo Especial, is brewed with time, effort, and determination to create the model Mexican lager. Meet me at the Raiders Tavern and Grill at the Modelo Bar up front, and let's have a cold one. When we come back, a Solomon Wilcox will join us, really good NFL insider. He's always got good stories. He's going to come in here. And then we'll find a way to wrap up the show with more of what I saw at practice today. And hopefully a couple more phone calls from you on Flores and Woodson and Violator as they go into the Hall of Fame. 702-365-9200. This is where the Raider Nation comes and steps up. But he was tough. He was demanding. Uh, he was fearless. But you had to get. You had to know him, and I got to know him pretty well. And once you knew him, uh, you knew 
his, ups, his good things and his bad things, and he had so many good things to, to offer. The Countdown to Canton continues. Here's JT the Brick. Countdown to Canton. I'll be in Canton all weekend. JT back with you as we continue on. A great guy to interview, former safety in the NFL, Emmy Award-winning broadcaster, writer, and analyst, Solomon Wilcott's kind enough to join us. Solomon, good to talk to you again as we are in August, heading to the Hall of Fame and a great season in front of us. How you been? Hey, JT, doing great and good to be on with you. Yeah, we get, we get to celebrate our guy Tom Flores, right? We get to enjoy this. Yeah, Tom Flores getting in along with Jimmy Johnson, Bill Cower. They had that blue ribbon class. That's going in, and you got a lot of friends in this league as a broadcaster, <clears throat> excuse me, and a former player. What do you think of this back-to-back ceremony Saturday and Sunday and how they're trying to pull off the biggest weekend in Canton history? Oh, it's a big weekend. I think I count it. I think there's some 28 guys being mm-hmm. enshrined over the weekend. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine trying to give all those guys, you know, their their um, their time at the podium to give a speech? Yeah, yeah. I thought they might have to break that up, and and I don't even know if two days will be enough to give them enough time. So it's a very special weekend, very special time in in their lives. These are some great men who have contributed to making this a great league, the greatest sports league, I think, that has ever existed. It grew from nothing, and it's it's a quintessential American story, and each and every last one of these guys deserve the, the, the amount of time needed to tell their very own story. Solomon, tell us how you followed the Aaron Rodgers story and covered it, and what did you expect to see? Did you think he'd come back? He didn't want to pay 50000 a day for missing out, and he got the contract that he kind of wanted on the way out so he can get out at the end of this year. How do you think it played out in Green Bay? What's your analysis? Yeah, I think he wanted his freedom, and I, I think he was smart. I thought he might sit out. I really did, I, because I thought he gave him a year last year. But he, he understood that there was enough years on that contract and enough money already paid out to him. If you don't want to give any of it back and you, only, uh, and you want to be free, then he knew he had to give him one more year. Um, I thought it was going to be tight and close, but I thought that's what he was actually leaning for. He was bargaining for his freedom. He ended up getting it. He only ends up getting it after one year, not two or three more. How do you think it's going to play out with the Colts with this Philip Rivers interest now? I think that makes the most sense unless they want to trade for a veteran quarterback until Carson Wentz comes back. Rivers ran the offense last year, was very good. They were deep in the playoffs here. Does it make sense for you for him to give up coaching high school football and just come back with that playbook and run it back? Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it, it certainly makes sense for the Colts, right? I mean, has anyone been more snake-bitten Remember, it was just a couple of years ago that Andrew Luck showed up at the dawn of the regular season and opted out, said, ah, quit, and left him with Jacoby Brissett. They have now had a different starter uh, on opening day for four consecutive years. If Phillip Rivers starts this season, then he will put an end to that change because they will have some consistency. He knows the offense. He's a veteran guy. Um, he, he allows them to put their best foot forward. This is a team that's arguably a quarterback short of being able to be a real contender in the AFC. So, now it makes the most sense because they don't have to give up anything to get them. Solomon Wilcox joins us as we continue. Great NFL analyst, former NFL safety. So, a generic question on COVID and the vaccine, because Mike Zimmer was very outspoken, so has Ron Rivera been. 
most of these teams are doing a pretty good job with their vaccination rates, over 80, 85 percent. And players are knowing, looking around, going, look, if I got a mask on, I'm going to have to test every day. I'm not going to be able to eat with my teammates. I'm going to have to go through protocol with the plane and travel and all of this. Do you think this is going on at, a, at the right pace to start the season on time and be much more safer? I think the league is doing a wonderful job, as they did last year, getting through every single game without an interruption. You know, it's hard to run a business this big and not have it interrupted by a global pandemic. So they should be applauded. And even as we sit here right now, I think nine teams have more than 95% vaccination rate. 27 of the 32 teams are above the threshold of 85% vaccinated. And so I think, as per usual, NFL players, coaches, and the league has, has really, I think, um, served as an example for society and, and provided the kind of leadership that we need in our everyday lives. Now, hey, there are some players that don't want to be vaccinated. You have to respect their rights. But on the whole, when you can get 85% vaccination rate across 27 teams, hopefully we'll be all 32 here in a moment, um, I would say that's doing pretty good. Solomon, we know that Cam Newton's time is probably going to run out in New England. Mac Jones was drafted high behind him. And we can see this with Trey Lance in San Francisco behind Jimmy G. With your career as a player and an award-winning analyst all these years, has the league changed that much where you can throw these young players in right out of the gate, just sink or swim with them? Joe Burrow got injured. We know Trevor Lawrence is going to play and start instantly. What do you support, bringing along the quarterback slowly or just drop them right in week one? I think it is a case-by-case basis, but I think if you're a smart coach, you understand that you're spending that owner's money on a player. You leverage all of these draft picks to go up and get them. You spent all these resources, and you only have them at a bargain basement rate, right, for about three to four years before Mm -hmm. you have to now um, sort of like uh, really risk your salary cap budget and blow that all up. So the smart coaches understand what's different about our game today, JT, is that you have to tailor what you're doing offensively to a lot of the things the player did in college. Uh, now, for, lucky for the 49ers, Trey Lance worked under center while he was at North Dakota State. That really uh, plays a huge role in what the 49ers do. Mm-hmm. And so you can build an offense around a very young quarterback. You're going to see it with the Jets. You're going to see it with Trevor Lawrence. And that's how you get them on the field right away. And then you have to have a good team around them. And, and just kind of live and die with the mistakes. But you really have to build it to what they do the best. Solomon Wilcox is our guest. Solomon, I don't want to say the window has closed for Kansas City because obviously it didn't. But that's a, a lot of different players on that team since the first Super Bowl. Revamped offensive line, adding defensive players. Andy Reid still the play caller with Mahomes who was hurt at the end of last year. Are you bullish on Kansas City or do you think a lot of other teams caught up to him? I'm bullish because, one, their offensive line just got better. I mean, they totally retooled the offensive line, um, and they're, they're, I think they're better on defense with some pieces they added, particularly on the defensive line. But, they listen, they're still ascending because they have a quarterback who's young, still getting better, um, and he's just surrounded by great talent. And then they've got a coach that knows how to leverage what he does best to yield uh, points. Remember, they scored almost 30 points per game, 29.6 points per game. They're excellent on third down where they had, I think they converted by almost 50% of their third down plays, third best in the NFL. So 
They were the number one ranked offense in passing, number one overall. Uh, no, I think <laughs> I still think they're getting better because Patrick Mahomes is that good, and he has a work ethic where he wants to continue to get better. And I think that Super Bowl left a bad taste in his mouth. Solomon Wilcox joins us. Tell us how your career has changed as a broadcaster now with analytics and numbers, PFF, and how when you broke into the business as a broadcaster, you went pretty quick to the top. You've had great gigs your whole career. And now have how have you kept up with the numbers and the analytics? Do you enjoy that part of the business? You know, I came in as a journalist. I had worked in local television where I covered more than just sports. I covered court cases. I did a lot of different work and learned how to just kind of give the facts and be a really good storyteller using truth. And um, when I got to just cover football only and make a living at it, I thought I died and went to heaven because you usually had to cover other sports. And I loved covering the NCAA tournament, NBA, Major League Baseball. Uh, But football, the game of football has changed. You're right with data analytics. And what I try not to do is is don't allow that to overwhelm me. You know, Mm -hmm. Malcolm Gladwell says it takes 10,000 hours to become proficient at whatever it is you do in life. Well, I've spent a lot of hours as a football player, as a reporter, as an announcer and broadcaster. I'm not going to leave that on the shelf just because data analytics has come to the table. I use it as a tool. And it's just one of the two that I use as a measuring stick for player evaluation, for team evaluation, trying to determine who's going to win games and why coaches make the decisions that they make. I I still love storytelling. I still love this game of football, and I get to do both um, every single day. So I'm I'm like a kid in the candy store. This is like the toy department of life. It is. So we always say that. Are you shocked by the gambling element considering – it was so taboo when you came into the league as a player, and now you have all these gaming companies sponsoring NFL teams, and Caesars is doing it down in New Orleans, and, you know, I'm in Vegas here with the Raiders and yeah. all the gaming, and no one's running right away from gambling anymore. You remember when Tony Romo's fantasy football camp was canceled recently in Vegas, and now we can't get enough of this. Is this good for football and business? You know, JT, I can tell you, I remember when, um, you know, Pete Rozelle put the fear of God in every single player who would even step foot in a casino. Mm -hmm. We were not allowed in casinos as a player in this league under Pete Rozelle. And then Paul Tagliabue was was not as forceful, but he still made us understood that we needed to respect the shield, that gambling was not part of it. My father lived in Vegas when I was in high school. I spent time there. I'm not a gambler, but... You know, I've helped many of my friends in, in days gone by fill out a prop betting sheet, and I was shocked at how well they did. And, and I told myself, oh, I will never be part of that. I, I do think in the fantasy aspect of mm-hmm. it, it's brought new eyeballs and new fans to our game because they now have a vested interest, right? They're stakeholders. And I think um, the industry of gaming, which is what I'll go with, has, has brought – uh, more uh, lucrative opportunities to the National Football League. Uh, we can sell more merchandise and more marketing. So the league has grown as a resort of that. I do think we need to remain vigilant and make sure that that element doesn't creep into our game where it can influence what happens on the field. And as long as we do that, I'm all for it. But I, I do think we need to uh, remain watchful, mm-hmm. that no one inside of the 32 buildings are part of delivering information that can tip the scales of competitive balance. 
And uh, we need to make sure that we're always protecting the shield and keeping our game clean. Last one for Solomon Wilcox, kind enough to join us. Solomon, what's next for you? You've lived this unique life, and you shared a lot about your journalism background, and you've seen this billion-dollar industry grow into a multi-billion-dollar industry. We have streaming rights with Amazon and new companies coming in all the time and trying to build it, build the NFL with a younger audience now, and fans are getting back into the seats as it's year two of the pandemic. What's the next big thing for you that you're looking at? You know, I'm looking at what Jeff Bezos and what that partnership with the National Football League means because, you know, Amazon is is just a – growing into a whole new world and i think the broadcasting rights that rest with amazon and the studio that bezos is building out in hollywood and all the platforms i think it's going to benefit our league and i hope our league uh benefits his business model but i think that those kind of partnerships are good for our league and i I think it helps with the growth and the distribution of, of the product that we sell i'm interested in what's happening over in the uk and with us growing our market base there and I think it's only just a very short period of time before we're going to have a star in the National Football League who was born and bred on foreign soil, and they mm-hmm. learned to play the game um, in, on foreign soil, being coached by NFL people who are living all around the globe, still coaching and teaching football. And that's when our, that's when our sport will become an international sport, and I think we'll even be able to pass up soccer as the, the world's number one sport. Those are the things that I'm looking forward to. Tremendous. Hope to see you soon at one of the games. And if you get out to Vegas, look us up. Love to have you on again. Thanks for doing this. I'd love to visit with you. Thanks for having me, JT. You got it. Solomon Wilcots, who is a fantastic journalist and broadcaster, has had a great broadcasting career. I mean, the work that he's doing with Sirius, the work that he did at CBS all those years, sideline reporter for ESPN Sunday Night Football back in the day where he won an Emmy Award. And all the work that he did as a journalist, he told you he was covering court cases. He's a sharp, sharp guy who uh, was born in L.A., went to high school in Riverside, then went to college at Colorado, and then came into the league in the eighth round as a safety for the Bengals, Vikings, and Steelers. Good that we can catch up with him. And I agree with what he said about Jeff Bezos and Amazon and Facebook. I'm a big Facebook fan. I know some people aren't, but kids are going to college because of Facebook. I like Facebook. And I like Amazon. I stream a lot of stuff on Amazon. And he's a sharp guy. I told you at the end. That's where you're going to be watching football five years from now. It's not going to be on some of the networks. It's going to be streaming. And it's going to be on these companies that are much bigger. Amazon's a lot bigger than the broadcast companies that they're competing against now. It's only a matter of time. 702-365-9200. Rob in Cleveland. Thanks for waiting. Rob, go ahead. Hey, JT. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Hey, so proud to be a Raider fan and watch Coach go into the Hall of Fame. It's been very much deserved. And, and Woodson and Violator, congratulations to those guys. I can't wait to get down there next weekend. I'm coming down for some of the events and to uh, cheer on these Raider fans and these great legends that are going in the Hall of Fame and finally getting their time. Uh, you're in Cleveland, about... right? You're you're in Cleveland, right? Yeah, I'm in a suburb right outside. All right. So my wife and I are flying to Cleveland. When we land at 405, rent a car. When do I pull up in Canton? Uh, probably going to be about uh, 530. 
Yeah, uh, good. Like Forty-five minute ride, probably. Forty-five minute ride. Yeah, we've done probably that in the past. Good. All right. Yeah. And, Excellent awesome place. Cleveland's a good place. The Hall of Fame is just wonderful. Mm. They've done so much down there in the last four or five years, and uh, they're still doing more. Mm-hmm. And it's a wonderful event, and uh, I'm excited about going down there. I am coming to the Seattle game. I got oh, tickets. good. And so I can't wait to get out there to Vegas and, and get to that game here in a couple weeks. And uh, and I'm just so stoked up, 60 years old, been rooting for these Raiders for 55 years since I was five. It's just a, it's just an awesome time to be a Raider fan. I'm just right. so, so high on the Raiders. Appreciate you listening on the mobile app and being able to download the show. Thanks for doing that. Love the app, JT. Thank, thank you. Tell Mark Davis and everybody, thank you for that. You got it. Yeah, we wouldn't have a radio show with all due respect. We got a great radio, great radio company here in Lotus that provides everything. But that app, I would not get that call in Cleveland. If you didn't have that mobile app with the radio icon, I, I don't get these calls. We need those calls and we need the energy of, of Raider Nation globally. And we have it here with that Raiders mobile app. I love Five Iron Golf. When I come back from Canton, I'm going there the following week. They're starting their indoor leagues. If you're a golf fan, get in a league at Five Iron Golf. I've sent a couple of people over there. They love it. All while enjoying drinks, fun, food. League play starts Monday, August 16th. So you got some time here. Uh, leagues are for everyone, new players, avid golfers, and everyone in between. And you play with the best equipment out there. The thing that sold me on Five Iron Golf inside Area 15 was the equipment. Uh, a really famous Hall of Fame baseball player went in town. True story. I only tell you the truth. And was hitting balls in the simulator. And he looked behind him and they have this room where all the equipment is. All the new clubs. And they grip you. And they put you in these simulators. And this legendary baseball player, one of the greatest of all times, left with a brand new set of clubs. He said, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I could work on my game, get back in the simulator, get my clubs fitted, and walk out of there, and he bought a brand-new set of clubs. You could also do that at 5-Iron Golf. Tell him JT sent you and get $100 off. Call him now, 5-Iron Golf, inside Area 15. Area 15 is kind of trippy in a good way if you haven't been there. you got to go in there and see it and what's going on there. you got to walk it, get some food, get a drink, and go up and down. You'll see 5-Iron Golf on the second floor, and I think you'll like it here a lot. Countdown to Canton continues. As I'm out of here Friday, we got one more show tomorrow. Good to be out here at practice the last couple of days. I tweeted out today, the H in Henderson stands for hot. Man, I wore this gray shirt today, and <laughs> the drip was coming, and then I got to the air-conditioned part of the locker room, and I was all cool. We'll wrap up the show next from Raiders headquarters. special fan, the nation's number one sporting fan, President Ronald Reagan, is standing by live in the White House. We're not going to have any telephone call breakup tonight. We're going to hook you up live right now with President Reagan. Mr. President. President. Coach, Tom Flores. Yes, Mr. President. Congratulations. That was a wonderful win tonight. I just think you ought to know, though, that you've given me some problems. I have already had a call from Moscow. They think that Marcus Allen is a new secret weapon 
and they insist that we dismantle it. Now, they've given me an idea about that team that I just saw there of yours. If you'd turn them over to us, we'd put them in silos and we wouldn't have to build the MX missile. But it's been great. You proved tonight that a good defense can be also be a, a pretty good offense. Well, thank you, Mr. President. I really appreciate it. Uh, we played a good game tonight. Our, our players were just tremendous in every phase. We totally dominated. I think we proved to the to the whole world that uh, the silver and black is uh, is the best team. Well, you certainly were from what we saw out there in the field tonight. And again, my congratulations to you. God bless all of you. And uh, I don't. There isn't anything that I could say that would make you any happier than you all must be. Well, thank you. I wish you were here to enjoy it with us, but uh, I, I appreciate your call. Thank you very much. More from JT as the countdown to Canton continues. President Ronald Reagan and Tom Flores. Wow, Bobby, great job. Bobby, with the help of the Raiders, got us the sound, and it's fantastic. Breaking news! Breaking news! Pull over, Raider Nation. Breaking news from Field Yates. The Raiders are hosting veteran defensive tackle Gerald McCoy on a free agent visit. Okay? So we'll see what happens with past injuries. This, according to Field Yates, NFL insider for ESPN, the Raiders are hosting veteran defensive tackle Gerald McCoy on a free agent visit. Man, don't know what he has. We'll see how much left he has. His conditioning, what it would be, it would be an incredible move if they can pick him up on a lower-end financial deal and get him in. We'll see. I mean, this guy, this guy's had a hell of a career. And we'll see. With the, I, I was talking, I started off the show today talking about D-tackles with Paul Gutierrez, with Solomon Thomas and Quentin Jefferson and what they have. I mean, look, they're bringing him in. So we'll see how this plays out here. This is really really big and I just saw it come across the scroll here so I'm sure that Q will get into that and Vinny Bonsignor who I both saw today out at practice one, one last thing about Raider Nation radio here 920 a.m. on the mobiles app these guys and gals are at practice they're here and they're watching practice that didn't happen in the Bay Area a lot with our former flagship station didn't happen people weren't out there they didn't care here they care it's new a lot of people are covering the NFL for the first time, but they're rolling up their sleeves and they're learning about it. And we're seeing it out here every day. So it's been a really good experience to be out here. A little bit early for me. Bobby, I wonder, how did the Pioneers get out before any vehicles? How did they get from Henderson to Summerlin on horseback, Bobby? Did it take two days? Did it take three days as I leave here at the headquarters and have to uh, drive into deep Summerlin? How long would it take me by pony? It would, the, poor, the poor horse would have died with the heat. <laughs> yes, the There's horse no would die because there was no way the horse could do it in this heat. You're exactly right. Great job by everybody involved today. Solomon Wilcox, appreciate him coming on. Paul Gutierrez in studio. Uh, thanks to everybody who grabbed the Derek Carr press conference for us. I'm on every night, Sunday to Thursday night. Six radio shows a week starting in two weeks. Sirius XM, Channel 82, you can get that. Sirius XM's like five bucks a month. I mean, it's Howard Stern, all the music. It's phenomenal. And you can catch my show at night. Uh, once you go there, you'll never go back. It's great. Have a great night, everybody. Q's on deck. I'll see you back here tomorrow on Raider Nation Radio.
Thanks, guys. Have a great day.